0: if that sounds like a dream come true to you, then welcome to the Shared Teaching Podcast. Let's share in the teaching to make those dreams a reality. Now, here's today's Shared Teaching. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Shared Teaching Podcast. I'm your host, Susan, creator behind Shared Teaching, and I'm here to help you with your classrooms and transform your writing instruction. This is episode 112, where we're talking all about shared writing within your writer's workshop. Now, getting started writing in the primary grades can be very overwhelming. And I remember being a new teacher and feeling just almost paralyzed and so afraid of just starting wrong or not starting in just the right place that it was really hard for me to just get started at all. So if you're feeling the same way, even though we're now in January, halfway through the school year, or maybe if you're on the other side of the world, you're just starting your school year. But here's what I have to say. There's no magic formula for where your students need to start writing. You just need to start, and you kind of figure it out as you go. So I've devoured a lot of really good books and some not so good on teaching writing. And I even spent my own money for my uh, writing curriculum in the early years of my teaching since my district didn't offer one, and I really wanted that guidance. I was just craving it, and there was nothing available. There was no Teachers Pay Teachers at that time. I know it was shocking, I'm that old. <laughs> I was teaching before TPT. And I learned a lot in those early days by sprinkling together my own research, a.k.a. reading teacher blogs and the reading the writing books, and observing other teachers' lessons. I was very fortunate to be at a school that allowed me the time to push into other classrooms and see examples of lessons. My principal at the time was very big on that and I'm very thankful that I did have that experience because I haven't gotten that anywhere else. But the bottom line is you have to search for the best fit for you and your students. And you've got to think about what's going to make you the most comfortable within your teaching style, and then try to use that in your writing lessons. So this is just another tool in your toolbox. And let's go ahead and talk about what is shared writing. So if you're not familiar with the term shared writing, it's most likely you're already using it. You just didn't know the official term. So shared writing is when the teacher is the scribe or the writer and the students help to share in the writing of the story. They're not physically helping you write the story, but you guide them and have them make suggestions to help you based on your writing focus for the day. During shared writing, the teacher only is the scribe. Now I have done it kind of a little Alternate version so the students aren't just sitting there doing nothing. I have had them with their own paper or whiteboards kind of following along and writing what I write. It just really depends what kind of time you have in your writing block and if you even have time for something like that. Otherwise, you're the one that's doing all the writing. Now, let's take a peek about what this might look like within the classroom. So I have my class gathered on the carpet, and I'm ready at either my easel, this is when I first started doing first grade, or my document camera when I was teaching second grade. Whatever works for you, whatever you like to use to model your writing on, it's okay. Like I said, there's no right or wrong. It's just whatever you're comfortable, whatever fits your teaching style, whatever you have room in your classroom, you don't even have to have them come to the carpet. My last several years of teaching, I did not have the space in my tiny classroom to have a carpet space. So everyone always stood, stood, everyone always stayed at their desk. So just picture I'm the teacher, right? So I'm going to say, today we are going to be writers. First, writers think of an idea what to write. Who has some ideas about what we can write about? And here, I just want students kind of shouting out their ideas, or you can have them raise hands, pick on them, you could have them write their idea on a whiteboard and show their whiteboards. So maybe a kid says cars, and I'm like, great, let's record that as an idea. And I just start making a list. And then another student says school, and I said, I will add that to my list under cars. And then I take, you know, maybe one or two more suggestions. Now I'm going to model how I'm looking over my list of topic ideas and I'm picking one. So I'm going to say, hmm, I like the suggestion about school. Let's use that idea today. How about we write a story about how we felt starting school as first graders? What do I need to start my story? And here I've already modeled many, many times what we do to start a story. So this is just kind of like a warming up, the students are already familiar with the answer, and the whole class is going to say the date. Yes, we always like to start with the date. Can someone tell me the code date? And I like to refer to the the date as code date because, well, it's a fun way to say it, (laughs) and also it just teaches them the difference between whether we're writing out the whole Date, or we're just using the number format. So they'll tell me the code date and I'll go ahead and write it down. And so it might be something like, let's see, today is January 18th, I think at the time of this publishing. So we might say 1-18-2324. I blanked on the year there for a minute. So we'll say, thank you, that's correct. Where do I put my date? And then the students are gonna tell me at the top of the paper. I'll put my code date at the top right of my paper. So here I'm reinforcing the direction and I'm being more specific about where it goes. So then I model again, putting the date at the top right of the paper. And so this is gonna continue until the story is complete. So the focus of the lesson might be about how we're setting up our paper and generating an idea list, which is a review from previous lessons. So maybe we talked before about creating an idea list, picking an idea from that list, and now we're writing our story. And then I might stop there. I might start the first sentence and then release the students. Remember, you do not have to do a complete writing piece with your students every single time you sit down to model a lesson with them. You want them to get the meat of what you want to teach them, which in this case is generating a quick list, picking an idea, and getting started. So that's where I'm going to stop my lesson. Now, why should we use shared writing? So shared writing, I feel, is a great tool to use in the beginning of the year. Even though this is not being released in the beginning of the year, it's still quite useful. So if you've been struggling up to this point, or maybe you've been um, kind of like shoving writing under the rug, oh, look at that. Oh, darn, we ran out of time for writing again. Oh, man, I feel so sad, right? And then the class just doesn't get a writing for the day. If that's you, it's okay. We can do better now. You have me to help you. So shared writing is going to be used when you see very reluctant writers. Maybe after 20 minutes of independent writing time, there's nothing on their papers. Or maybe they have a really elaborate picture, lots of colors, lots of details, lots of labeling, or not and then there's no actual words on the paper. There's no story to go with it. Producing a piece of shared writing together kind of takes the pressure off of these students that just don't know how to begin. And it's okay if they copy your writing the first few times, because at least they're getting that practice of writing it down, how do they form their letters, where do the sentences look like, how do I put my punctuation, and they're getting some kind of practice and eventually you want them to release and do their own sentences, but if the first few times they're copying you, it's okay, it's not a big deal. At least they're putting something down, whereas before they didn't, right? So I call that a win. So if this is your class and it's sounding familiar, then you wanna use shared writing. Maybe your students are lacking the phonics knowledge to actually put those letters together to write what they wanna be able to write. Maybe they have a really horrible pencil grip and they can't comfortably make marks on the paper. Maybe they don't even know that they're supposed to make marks on the paper. Now, hopefully if you're listening to this podcast, you're somewhere between first and third grade and you don't usually have those issues, but maybe you do. I mean, COVID really set a lot of our students back, so maybe you are seeing this in your second grade classroom. So your students really need to be shown a good example, a model of how to get started. You're going to walk them through the process. You're going to tell them this is how we start. You're going to be very explicit. I teach my students that we always start by writing our code date at the top right of the paper, or you can have them use a date stamp, but they just collect the stamp. They make sure they stamp their paper. It goes around the room, but at least give them the structure that they really crave because that's what... want. They just need to be shown what to do. They need that consistency of how to do it. Now, I'm not saying doing a writing prompt every day. There's a whole nother podcast episode on that. But you do want to make sure that some form of how you're writing, like you're going through that writing process, and they understand, oh, I do my ideas and make a plan. Oh, now I write today. Oh, after I'm done writing, I'm going to... Work with my partner, and I'm going to try to revise and edit my writing. Oh, and now maybe I can choose when to publish, or I start a new story because I'm not ready to publish any of them and I don't like them enough to publish anyone. You want to make sure you're building that into your writing. As a side note, I like having them put the date because then it gives me an idea of how long it's taking them to write one story. So those friends that kind of slip through the cracks because they've been writing the same story for a week and you've been too busy focusing on little Johnny over here. I'm sorry if I always use Johnny, it's just the name that always pops into my head, but you're too focused on working with him over in the corner every day because he's struggling to get those sounds on paper, right? Sounds into letters and then on the paper. So you don't notice that our other little friends over here playing around and doesn't have anything for like a week. Putting the date allows you to quickly glance while you're meeting with them to see like, oh, hey, this piece is um, from August, it's January, like what's going on, right? So (laughs) shared writing works well for all grades, I believe, and it's really easy to tweak to suit your own purpose. Third graders also need to be shown how to set up their writing paper. And if you like to have control and consistency over that type of thing in your classroom like I do, then you're going to want to teach those things. If you teach English language learners, ELL students... Um, I can't remember the other acronyms, then shared writing is going to help build those important oral speaking skills, vocabulary, and sentence structure that is needed when writing, right? Because that's part of your lesson. You're talking, you're engaging, you're telling them what you're writing down on the paper so they're seeing that correlation from the speaking to the print. The important thing to remember is that shared writing is a strategy that can be used for any grade level. Now, the things that you need to get started with shared writing at your most basic are going to be a student, (laughs) right? (laughs) Paper and some kind of writing instrument and you are in business, my friend. This is the beauty of teaching writing. But beyond the obvious basics, you're also going to need to have a teaching focus for the day or even the week. What specific skill or strategy do your students need to learn right now? Are you going to be focusing on one type of genre? What is something about that genre that you want to highlight for your students? For example, if you're teaching informational text, you might be focusing a few days on headings and subheadings because that can be kind of a tricky point. The time you need to spend on a topic or teaching focus. Let's see, Uh, when I'm mapping out my lessons, I like to make sure I give plenty of time for my students to really get a handle on the writing topic or the teaching focus before I move on. Right? But sometimes we don't have that luxury. I've been very fortunate in my teaching career to usually have that flexibility in time and spend several days on one thing before pushing on to the next outcome to be covered. At least in writing, it doesn't usually ever happen in math or, you know, reading. But writing kind of gives you a lot more flexibility because usually you don't have a set curriculum that is being mandated to you like, oh, day one must be this, day two must be this, right? So you have a little bit more of that wiggle room. Now, if you can, you're gonna try to listen to what your students need, or at least watch, I guess, for what your students need. Do they need to, or did they already get how to make a list after a day or two? Then great, it's time to move on and teach something else. If they're really struggling on topic selection, you might want to spend a couple more days on it and then revisit it often throughout each week or even move it on to your writing center for extra practice, right? That's always an option too. If they're not getting it within the lesson, move it to a center so they still can continue practicing that skill and you're moving on with the rest of the class at different lessons. Just because a writing program or a scope and sequence says it takes 10 days doesn't mean it has to, right? Unless your district is demanding and very strict and they want adherence to that, then I say just use it as a guideline and move on when your students show you they're ready. You are the best person for determining what your students need. Don't forget that. You went into teaching and you have all of this practice and instruction and lessons on how to do that in your classroom. So you are more than qualified to determine what your students need. Now, just remember, you're just gonna start modeling writing for your students. They need to see and hear the thought process that goes into writing a short story, much like you would teach them the process of reading. You wanna kind of let them peek inside your head. What are you thinking? How are you coming up with these ideas? How are you figuring out the spelling of that word? How do I know where the punctuation goes? You're not gonna teach this all in one day, But those are the type of things that you're modeling as you're speaking out loud and sharing the writing with the students. Now, if you need more ideas of where to start, you're going to check out my free kindergarten through third grade writing skills progression chart. It's perfect for first and second grade teachers like you to find the skills your students should have coming in and the skills they need leaving your class. So you want to make sure you look at the show notes, and there is a clickable link to it, so you can click on it and sign up to download it, and you'll get it in your inbox almost immediately, and then you can print it out and get it to use. So if you like this podcast, I would love if you would consider rating it in, Apple Podcasts and giving me a review. Thank you so much for listening. Take care, and I will see you next time. Bye for now. If you've loved this show, then join me in sharing the teaching, hitting that subscribe button, and leaving us a review on iTunes iTunes. so we can be found by more teachers like you who are ready to start sharing the workload. I hope you've enjoyed this episode find new episodes each week on sharedteaching.com. Thanks for listening to the Share Teaching Podcast.